Good morning and hello. Welcome to today's session of Small Business Big Leadership. I'm, Od I'm Odette, your host. And as always, I'm joined by renowned leadership coach, uh, Christo De Beer. And if you're watching us live, I'd love for you to jump on the chat and just let us know where you're watching from. If you're watching the replay, obviously hashtag replay and let us know where you're watching from. We love to hear from you. So we've got a really interesting conversation today. We will be demystifying some common myths. And the first is value proposition or unique selling proposition or VPs or USPs or whatever you call it, those things that make you unique. So let's jump right in. Christo, don't you want to tell me, I, I am so curious, why is value proposition so important for businesses? Well, hi, Odette. First of all, thank you once again for this great opportunity to be with you. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's always good. A lot of good conversation, good questions, thought-provoking questions, and I hope that the viewers are also going to enjoy today's, so, um, today's um, podcast program. Yeah, why is it important? Um, I think it's important because it's the very essence or part of the very essence of, you know, why your company exists. You know, we exist to deliver a service, a product, you know, to, to our customers, to those people that are consuming those, those products, you know. And so if there's no value, you know, in it, you know, why are people going to buy it? And, and even more, why are they going to buy it again? And I think that's maybe something that we, that we see is that people can buy from you once, but are they going to return? And I really believe is that it, it comes down to value. It comes down how you package that value and how you market it to the people out there. So that's why I believe value proposition is so important for every single company. Absolutely. I think it also forms the basis of um, how a business communicates the unique value. So what you mentioned is yeah. how you market it. And it people think that you if you've done the value proposition, then you're done. But that's not the end of it, because there's so many multiple facets to the value proposition. There's the language we use, for example, in the yep. organization, as well as the language we use when we speak to our customers, whether it's in our marketing or it's in our communication. Um, if we take it one step further, the value proposition tells your customers what they can expect when they come to you. Exactly what you said. Did I buy from you once and never again? Or do I come back to you and what is that thing that keeps drawing me back to you as a customer? So yep. when we create value propositions, Christo, what is your view on the creation of the value proposition? Who should do it? Um, whose job is it to do a value proposition? Yeah, so let's maybe it, it, it works out different for different companies. So let's say you're a, a one man um, company, you know, it's just yourself and obviously it's going to probably be you and you know, one or two friends that you know that's going to give you some advice. You know, if your company is a little bit bigger, you'll have more people involved. I think you you really have to look and see where you're at at that point. I want to look at it more like a, a tunnel. You know, having a, a tunnel right at the top, very big and coming down narrow. If you can have as, I want to say as many and as few people as possible involved. Mm. But the more people that you have involved in the beginning, you know, to give you some of their experiences, some of their ideas, you know, some of what they have seen, you know, and you filter it through down to, you know, where it is that, that sweet spot of, of what you really want to provide to people. I want to look at it from a funnel perspective, you know. Um, I think that is probably the best. The problem that you have if you have too many people is that you can you can swift away or, or move away from your core essence, you know. Mm -hmm. If you have too little people giving you input, it's your own experience 
and it might not be relevant anymore in the market. I, I even think, um, Odette, that your value proposition, it, it's almost like a living organism. It, you need to adapt it consistently, you know, moving forward. People are changing, times are changing. You know, when I started, when I finished school, you know, I was like all about, you know, getting burgers. You know, if you can just get a burger, it's a good meal. You know, a couple of years later, you know, it, it shifted a little bit and it was like, okay, what you could afford. You know, it's like time shoots up, so whatever I could get, free meal at mom's house. And and now, you know, my lifestyle is, you know, I want to eat very clean. So we try and eat, you know, a lot of game meat and, you know, eat good salads. So... If a takeout company, you know, wants to retain me as a customer for 20 years, you know, there's certain things that needs to, to change. I'm not saying that you should completely change who you are and what you're providing. But like I said, that living organism that adapts continuously. Um, and that's why I like the tunnel effect, because if you constantly have people speaking to you and advising you and giving them your, their experience, you'll be able to fine tune that value proposition. So I definitely don't think it's a once-off and we stick to it for forever. Um, it's something that you need to adapt as you go along and move along. I love that. So there's a couple of things that you said that I want to grab onto. I think the first is that there is a very real need for organizations, small businesses, large businesses, medium-sized businesses, anyone who's selling anything to create and understand the customer journey. Um, Customer journeys are not just pretty little pictures that you put on the wall or post-it notes for you. For those of you who have been in my workshops, that's not what it's about. It's about walking in your customer's shoes. Yeah. Like put their shoes on if you can and go walk the road that they walk, drive the road that they drive, do the things that you ask of your customers to do so that you understand the experience that they go through so that you can identify the touch points. And to your point, those um, maps are also living organisms, just like your value proposition, just like you would redo your strategy every single year. You'll go back, you'll say, let's look at what worked, what didn't work, what are we planning for this year, where do we need to pivot, what are the things we need to change, what have we learned? The same thinking needs to apply to your value proposition, to your customer experience, to your customer journey maps, to the your whole entire organization. Nothing in your business can be a set and forget situation. I don't know of any business that's been created once and they left it and it was, no, it's all good. I think in the second, the second big point for me was that um, we have to, we have to understand what that journey is and we have to go and work at it and listen to our customers. It's funny that you mentioned that because I actually wrote an article a couple of weeks ago where I talk about standing out online and or, or standing out to your customers. And one of the ways in which we stand out is by integrating feedback. Now, yeah. there is a misconception that when someone tells you something, you must use it. This is not true. <laughs> when a customer gives you feedback, or exactly like you said, when people give you their perspectives, it's their perspectives. Yeah. As a business, you still need to filter it through the lens of what experience do I want to deliver? What business goals do I want to achieve? And what culture do I drive with my team? Hmm. And when you apply all three of those lenses, then you make an informed decision about whether or not this feedback that you got is valid in your goal setting. And if there's something that you need to do about it. Also, very important, if your customers do give you feedback, then it's important to acknowledge the feedback. It doesn't mean that because I've said to you, Christo, I don't like your 
cream beige top, you must always wear blue ones, please. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you're always going to wear a blue top. You're, you're going to say, cheer it. Thank you. That's, that's really nice. But I actually like variety. So, you know, I'm just right. going to continue changing it up. And that's exactly what we do with our customers. Thank yeah. you for your feedback. We appreciate that. However, these are the things that we commit to work on and we will do these things in this way. It's all about communicating and staying open and clear with what they can expect. That's right. Yeah, like people want to be heard. Um, mm. I think, you know, at the end of the day, um, to your point, you know, it's not to, to change, you know, according to the tone of the, the, the last customer that came through your door. Mm. And people want to be heard. And if they at least see that you acknowledge, you know, that they've given you the feedback, it's been concerned. Um, I mean, I also understand, you know, as a as a business owner, as a, a customer to, to certain people, you can't change um, your process that everything fits me as the, the consumer, you know. But at the end of the day, it's simply can you just hear it if there's more than one or if there's a continual, you know, feedback loop that are coming through, then maybe, you know, you should consider that. So, yeah, to the company owners out there, definitely, if people give you feedback, you know, acknowledge that. I think it's really important, you know. I think it's part of good customer service. It's like good good manners, you know, just to respond if if somebody gives you, you know, gives you feedback. Um, yes. Definitely. You know, if I look at value um, proposition, you know, Odette, for me, it's really, you know, what is a value proposition? It is really the experience or your difference that you've um, formed or gained through the experiences of life in relation to the customer's need. You know, we are four four brothers. I've got I've got three brothers before. And you know, we grew up in the same house. We ate the same food. My parents bought clothes from the same shop. Well, we we used, you know, one set of clothes through <laughs> through through some of us. Yet today we are living four different lives. We have involved in four or five different industries. We married to total different um you know, women from different sectors of society, yet we grew up in the same household. Mm. And for me, it's, 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 that's why value proposition is so, so important for me because it, it comes down to your experience that you have gained. Mm. And so it's the experience that you have gained, but then it's in relation to the customer's need. You mm. see, I can have the best product from a technical point of view, from a longevity point of view. But if my customers don't see the need for that product, then they're not going to buy it. That's and right. so it's not just about that product and your experience. It, there needs to come that shift where it's, it's in relation to the people that, that you serve. You know? um, I think that's, that's absolutely important. And that's why you know, I think having a big tunnel at the top is great because you get all these experiences. Like you said, that feedback loop is absolutely important because you once again get experiences from people. Walking your customer's shoes, I think that's that's critical because that is a consistent journey of where our value proposition is at and are we still hitting those marks? You know, a lot of people, like you said, they have the company slogan and the vision on the wall, but do we live that out? And we spoke about Walt Disney a while back, you know, that he used to walk the park. He used to go down on his knees and, you know, he would sit and look at um, Disney World from the view of a toddler and, and, and a young child, not from him as an adult. You know, there's no, there's no 90 degree bends in any walkways in Disney World because people don't walk like that. They, they, they walk with the flow. 
And so yes. everything was designed with the customer in mind. Yeah. Um, but he was sitting with these, with these, um, with these machine operators. He was sitting with the architects. He was walking with the um, the finance the, um, department people. He, he walked the park with the people. And mm. so, you know, we had an interesting experience <laughs> yesterday taking our, our baby to um, to his checkup, you know, and I, I don't really want to get into too much because it's not about complaining, you know. It's, I think it's about feedback. And one thing I've, I've, I've learned is, you know, it's important to voice that. And so... Mm. Um, what I've seen, and maybe just to encourage people out there, is the the doctors are phenomenal. The people we work is phenomenal, but their front desk. I think that's where the the real lack comes in. Mm. And you know, the doctor comes in late because they've got multiple appointments, so they don't see how they are being treated. Mm. They don't see, you know, or, or even sense the atmosphere within the reception area because they just literally mm. running, grab the files, and go next patient, next patient. And so for you as a customer, or as, a, as, a, as an owner, I believe it's important that you somehow find a way to walk in your customer's shoes. You know, one of the biggest shows and very successful shows is, is Undercover Boss. I mean, they've done it in multiple countries. And I think why it's so important is because the, the owner firsthand sees at a real authentic level what happens within his very organization. And so you don't have to do this. But if you want to have top-notch value and customer experience, I believe you have to walk in your, your customer's shoes, you know. Are we still doing the, the vision that we've set out to do? Mm. Absolutely. I agree with you. They don't have to do it. I strongly recommend that they do. Uh, yes. They really grab a couple of high heels and walk that road that the new mom walks. Actually, new moms generally don't wear high heels. I know a couple. Uh, that would but in general they've got flats on because the heels are just not going to work on that point though there are multiple points that you have mentioned there there are the frustrations and pain points which you've experienced yourself the doctors are not aware of and then there are goals that the customer wants to achieve so your goal and your your experience yesterday was to make sure that your wife is happy and healthy and that the baby is happy and healthy and that you're doing the right things and if there is any additional feedback or um, information that you need that you obtain that and one of the ways one of the things we need to do when we create value propositions is internalize all that information the yeah. easiest way of doing that is using a customer value proposition canvas a customer value proposition canvas is very simple uh, on the one side it's got your product or service that you've got and on the other side, it's got your customers because nothing can be sold in isolation. It has to be in relation to your customers. And if you've listened to any of my conversations, it's all about putting the customer at the heart of everything we do. If we honestly do that, then we deserve, we earn the right to, to a sustainable and successful future. So what you would do is you would weigh up your product or service against the goals that your customer needs to meet along with the gains that they are trying to achieve. I want to feel good. I want to feel like I'm doing a good job. I want to know that my baby is healthy and if there's something that needs to be done that I know what to do. As well as the pains that they experience. 
when I walk into the reception, the receptionist couldn't be bothered or there was no one to greet me or I walked in and there was a horrible smell because someone had a tuna sandwich for lunch and it was just like, whoa, you know. So you would measure up those two things and you would say, okay, if this is the pain, how do I, what is the pain relief? Doctors, we're talking about doctors. What is the pain relief that I can describe in my business? to help you relieve that pain and what gain do you want to achieve and how do I satisfy the gain or how, how do I achieve that gain? Now, for those of you who are visual or are going Odette, like seriously, that's a bit much. I have a little bit of a gift that's a little bit sneaky. I have created a template, sneaky, that you can use for free to go and create your value proposition against the customer. Because I don't believe that value propositions should be created in isolation, exactly like Christo said. And one of the biggest things that we have is customers as assets. And if, if we truly believe that customers are the lifeblood of our business, then we should create for them. And to create for them, we need to understand them. So for those of you who want to know how to create a value proposition canvas and then go and implement it, implement it in your business and be awesome and not just meh, Drop us an email or comment me in the comment section um, and we will. I will email you a copy of the value proposition canvas. In the comment section or in the notes section of this podcast, there will be a link where you can go, go and download the value proposition canvas and you can go and implement it yourself. Obviously, if you have any questions or if you get stuck, then you can pop us an email, you know, ask us questions, send us an inquiry whatever, we'll, we'll answer your questions. And if you need help, we're obviously happy to help you. So Christo, how, how do you see um, things improving, for example, for your doctor, who is actually, like you just said, really, really busy? I mean, he doesn't even know. He, he has no idea. He's not listening to this podcast, I'm sure. And he is running from one appointment to the other, going home completely tired and exhausted because he's just been in back-to-back -back appointments. What do we do for them? Yeah, um, I suppose, you know, I'm asking myself the question is, does my feedback add value to his practice or to her practice? You know, I'm just customer number 75 for the day. I mean, what is... What is my feedback going to mean? I mean, they don't know what I do. They don't. They don't know that. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a doctor in um, in a different medical field, or they don't know I'm a lawyer, or they don't know I've got I've got actual value. So I think first of all is to try and you know sort of sell that value to them. And I think it comes down to the way that I give the feedback. If I flipped my lid yesterday and went off on them. It, it, it probably wouldn't have been taken as serious. It would just been another disappointing customer that's dealing with stuff in his own life and he just takes it out on us. So I do think that there should be a, a process for us. And so for me, what I'm going to do specifically is the next time we see them, I'm going to sit down with him. There's already a bit of a relationship that has been formed over the last couple of weeks and months. And I'm going to address these things, you know, um, through asking questions. Um, I think that's important, you know, because you if I can questions, well. I can get them to start thinking and experiencing it through through my point of view. You know, it, it maybe it's a little bit easier than just you know filling in a complaints form. So how do we make them aware? Is I think that you know I first have to show that I'm a person of value, and I think then that value will mean so much more. And it, it's really through the way that you do that, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Um, secondly, I think it's important that, like, we do voice, you know, our experience. Because once again, that doctor is not going to know. If I come back, they're just going to assume that, you know, they, they're happy with the service. And, you know, that they, they are offering, you know, the value that they promised you to offer. So I do think voicing it is, is important. Just obviously finding the ways and the channels, you know, how to do that. Um, also with that is, I mean, we had a tough day. It was a long day. You've got to consider, you know, all those things as well. And then, um, you know, maybe speak to different people. And it is something that I've heard from from multiple, you know, like this is our phase now, new new parents, you know, is that first of all, you don't really know what to expect. Um, it's a new thing to you. And it's it, it's at a place where it, nobody explains to you what should happen and how it should be. So everybody is unaware. And maybe it's a good thing to put people at ease by just communicating to them, this is the process. You're going to see the doctor today. First of all, we're going to go to the waiting room there. We're going to do these tests. And then after those tests, we're going to do the following. And then you're going to be there. And then only the doctor is going to come through to do your assessment. Because, I mean, there's a lot of tests you're doing, a lot of injections that you need to get. And I mean, like, this is my new child. And now you just want to inject him with, like, what are you injecting him with? Oh, I mean, they're doing it every day. So they assume everybody knows. Yes. So I think that clear communication, you know, and, and, and setting out a pattern or a pathway is important mm. that's something that i will con communicate once again to those um, individuals thinking about other businesses so not just you know my own experience i do think that you know community plays a, a vital role and by the way um if you have not yet joined business with altitude community i would really encourage you to join that community because in community we speak about these things in community we we hear people's different experiences and we can harness that to create a more authentic customer experience, a more authentic value proposition. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that if those owners can have some form of a community where their clients can speak um, and, and, and just be, will will absolutely help them to harness that. And then lastly, you know, this is not really something that we can do as an outsider, but the individual needs to have a growth mindset. They need to be open to learn, willing to learn, you know, willing to um, to hear. I mean, and, yeah, in some areas, you know, I mean, if you're speaking to high-level CEOs, I mean, they, they're well-educated, they're well-experienced, why are they going to listen to me? But if you have a growth mindset and you're willing to learn, then um, I believe it's a, a good place to, to improve your value proposition. Absolutely. So I think there are lots of points. If there are businesses out there listening to create a value proposition, I mean, honestly, you weren't going to get any better than this. So best you go make some notes, listen to the replay. But if you're a customer and you need to provide some feedback, remove the emotion from the feedback because nobody needs another customer shouting and swearing at them. That is horrible. And you will just go to the X-Files and make sure that the feedback is useful. Just saying that you were rude is not helpful. We need, to, we need to be clear about what exactly didn't work. Sometimes as customers, we don't. And I know, like you're a customer, you're paying for the service. They should know, shouldn't they? Maybe they should. But the reality is no business owner can read your mind. And if you are a customer and you're complaining about something, think about the words that needs to be used so that the business owner can act on it. What is it that they can fix for you? Asking for them to send you to the moon 
when that is not currently possible because Elon Musk is not selling tickets at the moment, maybe, you know, asking for going to the moon is unreasonable. So there is a there there is an element of your customers, us as customers, um, having to think about how we position things and how we phrase things, exactly what you said, selecting the appropriate time. There is something to be said for the right thing at the right time. Giving the right feedback at the wrong time <laughs> may not be useful. So there's, yes, choose your moment, 100%. So there's definitely for, for both customers and businesses, there's a requirement to consider how we say things, what we say, and what the intent is behind it. And if you're being malicious, if you've got nothing nice to say, then my mom's feedback would always be just keep quiet. Um, so back to value propositions. A well-crafted value proposition serves as a really powerful tool for your business to differentiate yourself. You can attract customers because you are able to address their pains. So you become a pain reliever. You help them gain, uh, achieve gains and you help them to achieve their goals, which all ends up driving business growth, which is why we are in business in the first place. One of the key points that Christo mentioned is that when you create a value proposition, you probably shouldn't do it in isolation, include stakeholders, but filter the feedback so that it aligns with your customer, your goal and your employee culture that you're driving. The next thing is obviously to make sure that your value proposition aligns with your um, target audience to create a memorable experience because ultimately that's what we want. So. Do you have any parting um, comments or feedback or words of wisdom for our listeners today, Christo? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I would probably just say that um, value yourself, value your team, and value those you serve. I love that. Some more value. So on that valuable note, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Remember to click the subscribe button to stay in tune for more helpful and useful insights from leadership, custom experience, business growth, and actually just growing as an individual. So until next time, have a fantastic weekend.